So I know that last week's sermon was a bit heavy. I believe it was important. And uh, some of the feedback that I got from some of you all, you seem to have agreed. But I wanted to shift gears a little bit today. And my hope is that when you leave here this afternoon, you leave here encouraged. You leave here filled. You leave here with a stronger faith, a stronger trust in God, and a stronger feeling of his love in your life. Titled, No Better Place to Be. And as I've mentioned on a number of occasions, these are strange and interesting times. We are not only in the midst of a global pandemic, but there are still many questions about the future. There are questions about the economy. And a number of you have either lost your jobs or maybe you're looking ahead to potentially losing your job in the future. And because of all of this, all this stuff that is whirling around, relational tensions are running high. And maybe we've experienced that in our own lives, whether it's with family, whether it's with friends, maybe even other church members. But if we're honest with ourselves, all of this stuff that I've mentioned, it's really nothing new. It's nothing new. We are not guaranteed much in this sin-sick world. And because of that, we more often than not find ourselves facing difficult circumstances, difficult situations. And all that being said, I, I believe it's important for us to remember a specific Christian reality. When you are in a difficult place, realize that the Lord either placed you there or allowed you to be there for reasons perhaps known for now only to himself. When we remember this, our whole perspective changes. That next step becomes a little bit easier. The weight of this life becomes a little bit lighter. Let me tell you about a young married couple. On their first wedding anniversary in August of 1938, Russell and Darlene Diebler arrived in the jungles of New Guinea to labor for the Lord. Little did they know that three years later, the Japanese army would invade the West Indies and Russell would be interned in a concentration camp separated from his wife, never to see her again. He died in that concentration camp. And Darlene was imprisoned in another military camp where she was forced into hard labor. She experienced indignity, starvation, and internal afflictions, such as beriberi, dysentery, and intestinal worms. One fateful day, 
She was singled out for execution. Shock troops carried her away to a death camp and threw her into a dingy cell. And written on the door of that cell in chalk were the words, Orang any mustimadi. The translation, this person must die. After being shoved into the cell, the door was slammed and locked, and she sat on the floor in a cold sweat, trembling and battling with sheer and utter existential terror. But in that moment of such darkness and despair, she was reminded of Peter's experience in prison, and she began to sing. One of her favorite Sunday school songs, which she learned as a child in Iowa, arose in her head and came out through her mouth. Fear not, little flock, whatever your lot. He enters all rooms, the doors being shut. He never forsakes, he never is gone. So count on his presence in darkness and dawn. In that moment, Darlene was comforted by the tender loving mercy of God. Her captors could lock her in a dark room, but they couldn't hold back her wonderful Savior. She was in an impossible situation, but she served the God who is capable of overcoming impossible feats. She believed that she was within his will, and she knew that he would never put her where his presence could not sustain her soul. That blessed assurance kept her joyful through difficult times and preserved her life through impossible odds. Now in our lives, we may find ourselves in impossible situations or in difficult circumstances. But we must remember Darlene. But not only her alone, but also countless men and women throughout history and throughout Bible history who found themselves plagued with soul-sucking difficulties while trying their best to follow God. Think about Hagar, a single mom who was forced into the desert with her boy. She was left to die of thirst, but God showed her a well of life-giving water. Think of Joseph, who while wanting to fulfill divine dreams, was seized, stripped, abused, sold as a slave, and eventually thrown into an Egyptian prison. But God provided a way forward, a way that would not only save the lives of his family members, but also the lives of thousands of others during a seven-year famine. Think of Moses, who was caught between the magnificence of Egyptian royalty and the thankless affliction by God's own people. But God never left him. God was there by a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. 
Think of David, who after being anointed by Samuel, was pursued by Saul and his army. But God kept him safe and eventually led him to the throne. Think of Hezekiah, who while seeking revival was trapped by the most powerful army in the world, an army bent on annihilating him and all of his people. But God provided an angel army of one to put a stop to Sennacherib and his massive army. Think of Jesus' disciples. As they sailed across the Sea of Galilee by their Savior's command, only to be confronted with a terror-filled night full of storms and wind and waves. But God's power through the words of Jesus calmed the sea, calmed the storm, and spared the lives of these 12 men. Think of the Son of Man himself, who while fulfilling the Father's will, was nailed to a cross and left there to suffer until he breathed his last. But we all know what happened on that glorious Sunday morning. Death was defeated by resurrection. Or think of the apostles, who while trying to preach the gospel message were horsewhipped and thrown out of towns But God provided new opportunities and the gospel spread throughout the entire world. The leader of the apostles, Peter, later wrote this in 1 Peter 4.12. Beloved, do not think it strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you as though some strange thing happened to you. In other words, Christians shouldn't be surprised when while seeking to do God's will, we find ourselves trapped and assaulted by painful, terrifying, hard, or impossible situations. Life is hard, especially for Christians following God's will. We have an enemy who is determined to devour us. And he's roaming around like a hungry lion, But Jesus said in John 16, 33, these things I have spoken to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Yes, God allows our faith to be tried. He permits difficulties to enter into our faith walk. And at times, we may feel that these burdens are too much. They're too heavy. They're too hard to bear. But Christ can bear them. His back and his shoulders are strong. Moses and the Israelites experienced the power of parted waters in their day. And our first step toward parted waters is to frequently remind ourselves and others 
that the Lord has either put us in our difficult circumstances or he has at least allowed them for reasons that maybe only he knows. Are we willing to trust him? Are we willing to depend upon his strength? I've often experienced things in my life that have left me asking why. Why, God, is this happening? Why, God, aren't you coming in and fixing things? Why is my life so difficult? But then I remind myself that God has a purpose. And as the hymn writer William Cooper wrote, God is his own interpreter and he will make it plain. Now, this is a song, this is a hymn. But poetry often has a way of speaking to our very soul. And the following untitled and unattributed poem can be found in V. Raymond Edmonds' collection entitled The Disciplines of Life. Let it speak to you now. When God wants to drill a man and thrill a man and skill a man, to play the noblest part when he yearns with all his heart to create so great and bold a man that all the world shall be amazed, watch his methods, watch his ways, how he ruthlessly perfects whom he royally elects, how he hammers him and hurts him and with mighty blows converts him into trial shapes of clay which only God understands. While his tortured heart is crying and he lifts beseeching hands, how he bends but never breaks when his good he undertakes, how he uses whom he chooses and with every purpose fuses him by every act induces him to try his splendor out. God knows what he's about. I truly believe that there are no mistakes in God's plan. God may not always bring difficult or painful circumstances into our lives, but he is also never caught off guard or surprised by them, like we often are. And on that topic, the famed Christian writer and pastor A.W. Tozer wrote the following. To the child of God, there is no such thing as an accident. He travels in a pointed way. Accidents may indeed appear to befall him and misfortune stalks his way, but these evils will be so in appearance only. Evils only because we cannot read the secret script of God's hidden providence. And this concept can be summed up by the experience of Andrew Murray. Andrew Murray was a pastor in South Africa. And he once faced a horrible crisis, and he, he settled down in his office for quite some time to think, to reflect, and to pray. And his mind was led to his Savior, Jesus. And he picked up a pen, and he wrote this in his journal. First, he brought me here. It is by his will that I am in this straight place. In fact, I will rest. Next, he will keep me here in his love and give me grace to behave as his child. Then he will make the trial a blessing 
teaching me the lessons he intended me to learn and working in me the grace he means to bestow. Last, in his good time, he can bring me out again. How and when he knows. And to end this heartfelt journal entry, he wrote these words. Let me say I am here by God's appointment, in his keeping, under his training, and for his time. Dear friends, life isn't always easy. And in this year of 2020, we might say life is rarely easy. And maybe things get better next year. Maybe they don't. But let me ask you a few questions. Have you witnessed God's power in the past? Have you experienced his pardon and his forgiveness? Have you enjoyed his presence and his love? The God who has carried you this far is not just going to drop you now. The God who has carried you this far is not just going to drop you now. He is faithful. He is long-suffering. He is love. The psalmist tells us, the steps of a good man or woman are ordered by the Lord, and he delights in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholds him with his hand. God has promised to never leave you or forsake you. He will never forget about you. He will never abandon you. His love never ceases. His care never fades. So, dear friends, when you find yourself in a difficult place, remember, you are there by God's appointment, in his keeping, under his training, and for his time. It may be hard to accept. (laughs) It may be difficult to believe, and all the evidence may be to the contrary. But remember, when you are in God's hands and you are following God's will, there's no better place to be. Amen and amen.